This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Uh, span the ideological divide on this issue. I was, I was particularly moved by yours, talking about mistakes that many people made, uh, many out, uh, networks made, and, and you, you talked about the misinformation. It is impossible to know what to believe in this hideous war. Talk about that. And that's Joe Scarborough from Morning Blow talking about the mistake the New York Times specifically, because they were the first and they were huge and they did not correct it while they knew that it was wrong. This has to do with the story regarding the bombing of the hospital in Gaza. Oh, Israelis bombed this hospital with sick women and kids in it. And so he's trying to say this This uh, reached across uh, various political spectrums. What he's trying to do is take blame away from MSNBC. By the way, it's right before they get into a segment with the uh, with the New York Times. Um, and so, And this is why this stuff matters is not complaining just about well you know the mainstream media which is a phrase that i don't like to use i like to overuse the other phrase the national news outlets the new york times and i thought it was incredibly um dangerous and it interests me because i think about like john marsh and brian houseworth here in mid-missouri uh and how as a matter of fact whenever brian houseworth came to wake up mid-missouri several years ago what would happen every time we had some kind of elected servant on the show, and then we would chat with him about whether it was Department of Revenue. By the way, I've reached out to Wayne Wallingford's office from the Department of Revenue to see which the which is the pettiest county yes. in Missouri. <laughs> Sent them an email uh, when it comes to the gas tax. I'm hoping, I'm sure they record it by county and whether, how, like how... There are rules about whether you can release people's information and tax. Obviously, there's lots around that. But, it, I mean, they could just aggregate it and tell us. Because I was saying that I think, you know, after another year, people, I thought, had probably given up. And they're like, ah, it's too much work. I don't want to do that. And we got tons of texts saying, nope, I'm going to get every dime back from the government. I am turning those receipts in. And so I think if I had to guess the pettiest county, I would think somewhere in Midmo is going to win. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we got a text yesterday from a listener, Zim. She said, oh, I just guess she got 138 uh, bucks back. That's big time. That's because it goes up every year. <laughs> it does. So <laughs> it was five cents, seven and a half cents for this past um, year. And so this year, I think it'll be 10 cents, I think, or did it start at two it's and a half? Two, it's, five. It, yeah, it's, it's anyway. 2.5 cents per year. Or two so it's five. like 12 and a half by the time it's fully. Yes. Yeah. Fully in in twenty twenty five, right, Brian? Yes, and I understand that. The, yeah, the, it's it's, it's gradual. Not, it's not all in one. Right, right. Um, and I have found because people, well, they make it uh, too hard. It's not too hard. I did it, and producer <laughs> Hannah and Stephanie Bell. If Brandon can do it, anyone can. <laughs> do yep, it. that's a true story. Yes. And I've done it. It's two years in a row. I've done it, and I, I have found because people say, "Well, it's too hard." And I, I have found this for me personally. It's easier to get the money back than to complain about paying. For that extra gas tax, that's just uh, that's just me. So, in other words, it's uh, it's the principle of the of the thing. Principle. The principle. There it is. <laughs> Taking a shot. <laughs> principle. Of, but I found it's easy. Just get the money back and quit complaining. For me, that's uh, easier. Anyhow, so Stephanie had this idea. So, which is the pettiest county in Missouri? In other words, which county? Uh, percentage-wise, is is sending in the most refunds to get some of your taxes back on that fuel tax. 
uh, I think it'd be a great idea. And my gut feeling is going to be, I think, it, I, I'm going to disagree with Stephanie on this. That's okay. I think it's going to be a county in the boot heel. That's just. I was also thinking that. Yeah. I, they, they're very, very, very conservative. And if we charted the. But I could per- be wrong. But if we charted the percentage of this gas tax receipts with, like, um, the percentage of Trump votes in the last election, I wonder, like, how correlated. Does it perfectly correlate with, like, level of conservative voters? Well, I drove to, from St. Louis to Farmington this summer. There were, now this is before all the, some court cases and stuff, but there were Trump signs everywhere. Lots of crosses, lots of churches, and I mean Trump sign. When I say everywhere, and that used to be the most Democratic area in the state. Not anymore. John, you have any guesses? Pettis. County mm, Pettis. Pettis. Pettis County, right? Nice work. By the way, gas prices going down. There's at least one county in Missouri where you can get it for under three bucks a, ca- uh, a gallon. It's Vernon County. Where's Vernon County? Southwest, Southwest Missouri, down on uh, Old Highway 71, now I-49. Um, Vernon County. I that? saw it at like 296 in Boonville yesterday, I think. No kidding. Yeah. That's uh, incredible. I want to make, if I may, one correction to something I said yesterday, a very small thing. But Can I, I get to the New York Times y- yes, correction yes, first? Yes, yes. <laughs> get no, to the- you, no, you go first, because okay. the New York Times took four days. No need to get to it now, moron. <laughs> Gosh. I understand. I had mentioned, we talked about Osama bin Laden. A lot of our younger listeners would have no idea. One of the cell phones used in an attack, a terror attack, was actually purchased in Columbia, in mid-Missouri, John and I both covered it uh, many, many years ago. It happened in 1998. And I had said on the show yesterday that the cell phone bought in in, in the uh, in Columbia was used in the USS Cole attack. Tim Shear, who wrote the new book on, on uh, and of course, a former uh, cadet instructor at University of Missouri, he wrote me and um, he points out, and he's absolutely correct, it was actually used in the 98 embassy bombings in Kenya and Tanzania. They were all close together, so I, I am in correct on that it was not the uss Cole; it was kenya and tanzania tanzania point is the, the osama bin Laden used a cell phone purchased mm-hmm. here in columbia mm-hmm. people forget that i mean it was a big deal at the time and the point is our story yesterday we we're talking about border patrol and by the way they doubled down on this yesterday saying hey we really have to pay attention to what's happening at the border we don't know what's coming through the border and they uh, there were numbers showing here's the number of terrorists that we have nabbed the ones that we've caught coming across the border. And now there's a heightened sense of holy crap because we haven't been doing our job since Joe, since President Magoo's been in office because rainbows and unicorns, we love everybody. So do we. There's a human element. We get that. And I will quote New York City Mayor Eric Adams all day long. We have unlimited compassion for humans. We do not have unlimited resources. And I love that because, you know, progressives, well, you just hate brown people. You... No. We've got to take care of our people. Take care of these people. And when you can't control what's coming across the border, that's, again, why it matters. That's why people should not be voting for this guy for president or really any Democrat for any office, seriously, uh, in my opinion. New York Times, here's the other thing that we talk about, these progressive news outlets. New York Times, they had an account about the hospital bombing last week and they right away with very and they're they're admitting this by the way they have issued an, an apology kind of way too late uh but they were the first ones that really ran with this and they are admitting um we relied too too heavily on claims by hamas you know what hamas it's a terrorist organization 
That's what Hamas is. And the New York Times, we relied on them. And they relied on them because it helped purport their point of view as it relates to the uh, what's happening in Israel. It put forward their point of view. Brian Houseworth took less than 24 hours, actually, and he knew it before. We knew this yesterday yeah, when we got the it, info, but it, it's just now. Not that, nearly. Not, I mean, and not the, of the same nature. Yeah, of course. I, but I, when, we, when we get something incorrect, we point it out. And we've, you know, but this is this is obviously much more, much yeah. more severe, um, you know, and there were a number of other outlets that ran into the same thing. Hamas put out misinformation. Actually, one of the reporters was a quote unquote disinformation reporter and he got it wrong, too. Um, but it's just it's and the Times being criticized for this. But it's it's very it's tough because a lot of that they're seeing stuff on Twitter. I know what's happening, and they're seeing stuff on Twitter, and they're being pressed by their own probably readers. Well, what's going on? But you you can't be in a rush for these things. You have to get it sure. right. Well, and if that means you you're second or third in the story, so be it. But you got to be right. And uh, we were a victim of this yesterday as well when it came to footwear that was featured in a a local story in the news. Well, and uh, we, had quoted, right. we had quoted we quoted another news outlet. That's right. That's we our news it. partner. Right. It was and the, again on it. it so it was footwear about something. That it was, it, yeah, he was he was not wearing Crocs. He was wearing cowboy boots, as Gail Blumenkamp said. But again, I think um, when you get those eyewitnesses like that that say stuff, they don't necessarily get everything right. And uh, to him, the guy was probably at the bottom of the cliff. The guy was maybe thirty feet up. Maybe he thought it was Crocs, but it wasn't. It was cowboy boots. Uh, and one quick thing before we move on to the next thing, and and this is you know we talk about ownership. And ownership, in my opinion, includes when you make a mistake, when you get it wrong. Brian saying, hey, I said this information yesterday. It was tied to a different terrorist attack. The point was it was a cell phone bought in mid-Missouri by Osama bin Laden in Colombia. Yeah, by his people. When, yeah, 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 when yeah. Stephanie Bell says, hey, I, got, I messed up the numbers on recreational cannabis, whatever, and she does it right away. The New York Times takes four days, and then they don't take ownership for their mistake, and here's why. They're saying, in part of their apology... The report left readers with an incorrect impression about what was known and how credible the account was. So they're not taking ownership for it. The, the account, they're not saying, hey, I made a mistake, we made a mistake, and we, in effect, lied to people. It left readers with the incorrect it's blaming us like we, like we misinterpreted what they were saying. No, thank you. That's uh, called gaslighting. Yes. Exactly. And we talk about dysfunctional relationships. And how sick those people are and abusive people. What are one of the tactics that abusers use? Gaslighting. My goodness, there was an entire classic movie back in the 30s or 40s about it. Gas was Gaslight Square. And Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was in the movie. And gaslighting, making people think they're crazy when they're not through manipulation of thought by what they say. This And so you, you see, this is not a talking point, which is my favorite talking point all of a sudden. That's what they're doing. That's what the New York Times and most of those other medias, they're gaslighting you. They're trying to make you think that you are stupid and that it's your fault. When they say, quote, the report left readers 
with an incorrect impression about what was known and how credible the account was. They're trying to make you think, yeah, you're, you're kind of to, to blame. And we understand the sensitive nature of this. Um, so that's something you can share with people. You say, that's what gaslighting is. That's why whenever we have disingenuous in uh, media that gets the facts wrong, in my opinion, they do it intentionally because they're trying to not to put forward facts. They're trying to put forward a point of view. And usually it's a point of view that I find to be very dangerous um, for, um, for Americans. And so- I just got fact-checked. What uh, what'd you do, John? Jimmy Stewart was not in the 1944 film Gaslight, so well, says listener Jim. Well, don't apologize yet. Wait for four or five days. That's right. Write a letter, and then you can blame... And blame the Israelis. <laughs> and blame somebody else. Coming up five minutes now. Morning Bell. Business news with a little twist. Well, we are always looking forward to Fridays because it's Feel Good Friday on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. But here is a, another reason to start looking forward to those. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Five time for the Morning Bell Business News with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. Well, lots to feel good about this morning. The futures are all in the green by nearly half a percent. So market is looking. What is going on? (laughs) Nothing. I know what that laugh is about. All right. You can't repeat that on air. All right. Uh, Another reason to be really looking forward to Friday. Now we have to say goodbye to our friend Brandon. So we are going to need things to be happy about this Friday. And I've got something. All right. So free fries on Friday. How great is that? McDonald's. It sounds like a marketing uh, ploy that producer what? Hannah would have come up with. Totally, but I'm I'm here for it. So I think we can all agree that McDonald's probably has the best fries. Like they just, you know, other I I like a good waffle fry, I like sweet potato fry, but like McDonald's fries are just good. All right, they're giving out free fries through the end of the year on Fridays. There is some rules so we're gonna oh, make sure of well and we we're on we we don't gate keep we want you to save money we know you're spending extra money at the pump so we're talking about how you get your gas tax money back and here is if you know on friday you want to save a little bit of money you got to download the app it actually starts this friday how exciting is that you got to download the mcdonald's app register and then on the app you have to make a minimum purchase of one dollar that's not very much yeah, that's not bad and then you go into the deals tab and you click free fries friday and add to your mobile order and that's how you get a free medium fry every friday through the end of the year how cool is that it's about as easy as getting your gas tax refund in the state of missouri yeah right (laughs) so my husband has his buddy in from australia for the first time it's his first time in the states and i've been asking him you know what are some of the culture shocks that you've had and so far the one at the top of the list is the size of our large mcdonald's french fries no That's kidding. been his biggest culture shock so far. Is the what now? The large size from McDonald's for French fries. Really? Yeah. So It's have... like massive to him. Like our medium is their large. You know, it's interesting. So I've heard that from folks who come from other countries because they talk about uh, food serving sizes of Americans in general. Like, Yeah, and I would have thought it would have been the drink because a large McDonald's drink is like a bucket of soda. I mean, it is like a two liter. It really is. And But you go overseas and you get, and I'm like, you know, can I get a Coke Zero? And I'm like, it's like a shot. That's what it is. It's like a shot of Coke. I'm like, I need like four times this amount of Coke. So I would have thought it was the drinks, not the fries. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's another reason why 
you got to love America. I need you to back that tanker up to my uh, house full of my favorite soft drink. This is uh, interesting, or maybe not. But <laughs> probably not. The thought. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but it, it was fast food restaurants, and largely the one you were just talking about back in the 60s. They changed the potato farming industry. You know, I know, because before you know, got all these different potatoes and it was, hey, whatever's available at the farm is we put on the table. Well, then McDonald's said, nope, in an effort to be consistent, we want all of our potatoes to be the exact same thing. And we want them all to come from the same grower every single year to be consistent. So it was then they started controlling how they farmed and how they produced potatoes in the state of Idaho. Told you it was pretty interesting. <laughs> Coming up a few minutes. Big old russets, right? <laughs> yeah, big old uh, russets. Now, the state that exports the most potatoes, by the way, in America? Uh, Oregon. Uh, more so than Idaho? More so no. than Idaho. Idaho's uh, Idaho's biggest export, of course, uh, trout. Because of all, there's numerous, uh, Idaho, very mountainous, and a lot of natural, crystal clear, beautiful, natural springs. Hannah's fact-checking me right now. And because of that, Idaho... Uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Hmm, might be an option. A couple of hours ago, Stephanie, but one of the things we do every morning here on the show, Morning Bell Business News, or excuse me, the Daily DC Rundown, and Stephanie goes through and she looks at what's happening in DC, some of the underground stuff that you don't always hear about front and center. And the phrase she used to talk about what's going to be happening today as it relates to the House Speaker race? Uh, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Congressman Jason Smith joins us tomorrow. He's widely considered Missouri's third U.S. Senator because of his very powerful uh, position, chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. Ways and Means. Yeah. And huge. And, yeah. And, and that's that's big for... It's, it's uh, none for, bigger. And, and he represents the deepest red district in the state that when I was growing up and you and I were growing up we both spent a lot of time in southeast Missouri was the deepest blue part of the state that completely flipped like most of rural Missouri but he is uh, a lot of people thought he'd run for the Senate but why when you have a chance to become Ways and Means Committee Chair I mean he probably has as much power as a senator right now yeah, he's super powerful. And, you know, we had him on the show a few times, but I, I mean, he is all over the national news outlet since he took this new role. Yes. And, you know, I was, I, I, you know, I hope that this is just the start of him getting into uh, more prominent positions. And I think it is. I think people really respect him. And I think he's been doing a really, really good job here's, in the role. And here's what I respect about Congressman Jason, uh, Jason Smith. Uh, he's got the chops, conservative chops. He's strong. He's not weird, and I appreciate that. And he, and he also comes home a lot, so yes, he, he, he spends a lot of time with the people. I saw him at the state fair. I did see pictures. He was at Mizzou Homecoming this weekend. Um, I think he spends a lot of time in the state and in his district, and I think that's really important. And that's exactly right, because people forget that. And when I was at Missouri Ned, I can think of at least, Stephanie, three or four either tornadoes or floods. Tornadoes off the top of my head that happened in small towns in his district and whether that his district is all over southern Missouri and he was there he would he would be there and I would get better information from him and no offense to the local uh, police and fire I don't know how he would get this information but he was he was very detail oriented so uh he doesn't just rely on his staff. He gets the work done. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Uh, and that's also a hardworking Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you. Uh, the hardest working person I know in my professional and personal circle is Stephanie Bell. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. There's producer Hannah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> My big thing about Hannah is I like to gamble all of her money away. I'll pay <laughs> a week's worth of Hannah's salary. As a matter of fact, here's John. What do you think about this bet? John Marsh is here too. What's up, bud? Yep. Uh, here's my latest bet. Yes, sir. Uh, we were talking about uh, Trump. He's got some more court appearances coming up amidst rising poll numbers. USA Today, uh, Suffolk, Emerson, every single poll we're seeing shows Biden and Trump uh, tied. Trump leading in some of those. And the good news is, even if it's not Trump, uh, I hope that, that more and more Americans that were either independents or these progressive Democrats are going, man, the bank account safety at the border is now becoming even a bigger issue. Now, we've had a couple of days in a row the Border Patrol is saying, hey, like we're on extra high alert because of what's happening in Israel because we have caught terrorists trying to come into our country through that border. And that's why that's important. It's not just something to complain about. It matters. And now over the past couple of days, Border Patrol has said, hmm, that's something we really uh, need to pay attention to. So Biden, or, uh, Trump's poll numbers are going up. Even if it's not Trump, Hopefully that's an indictment against Biden. And hopefully, literally, there will be some indictments against Biden coming up. But hopefully that's an indictment from the American people. They're looking at the, the safety at the border. They're looking at their bank accounts. They're looking at the general mood of the nation. They're thinking about the future of their kids. They're saying, whoever it is for president, even if it's not Trump, listen, any of them would be fine. Haley, Scott, any of them would be fine. Uh, and I hate, I, I don't know where be anybody but... But seriously, almost at this point, anybody but a Democrat, anybody but Joe Biden, anybody. And that's because the, the stuff is uh, the stuff is um, real in the, the, the you talk about the economy. That strike with that auto worker strike is just it's it's dragging on and on and on. And they have record, by the way, record offers on the table right now. Mm. And they now, want less hours and more money. And meanwhile, I can get pulled over because I can't get a part right now. I had to get proof from the dealership. I had to get proof that I have this part on order. Uh, I can't get the part because they're on strike. Welcome to the show. It's uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. So here was the latest bet that I'm trying to gamble away producer Hannah's money. Um, we're talking about one of the last times Trump made court appearances. And what happens every time Trump goes to court? Uh, his ratings get better. His ratings get better. And then there's news organizations all following. And now Trump has pulled up to the courthouse. And now his car is leaving this place. They like, break in live coverage. Yeah. Like it was the O.J. Simpson thing circa 1995 or 1996. Yeah, I bet a month's worth of Hannah's salary. I would give a month worth of producer. <laughs> and here's why you should be watching the show on YouTube right now. Hannah's reaction. <laughs> I love you too, man. Uh, Hope you're paying my rent is all I got to say. You're number one. I would give Trump a week's worth of a uh, month worth of producer Hannah's salary if Trump would pull up to the courthouse in a white Ford Bronco. Wow. Right? Wouldn't that be G cool? Generally, they're in, it seems like, black Suburbans or, or mm -hmm. so it seems. And you never know which vehicle he's in, but... Yeah, put on some big old thirty-three inch Mickey Thompson tires. Give that thing a three-inch lift. Put Trump in the back seat and have the cameras follow that white Ford Bronco all along. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri coming up. And David Muir, that one of the times he was going to court, it was at least twenty that. 
20 minute drive to court and they were all up there talking on there's only so much on the set you can say <laughs> they were filling time they'd go i mean they were just repeating themselves yep. it was just let's welcome into the sad. the show now from the jefferson city police department lieutenant david williams man welcome in good to see you. let's start here you guys have a big drug take back event tell us about this and why it's important well, good morning, and the reason it's important is because oh, I see people taking headsets off. Am I that loud? What I would say is one of the reasons that we think it's a very important thing is there's a lot of medication that's out right now in homes that aren't being used, and we would like to collect those and turn them in so that they're not accessed by the wrong person for the wrong reason, and we, in fact, get a real bad situation turned out of that. Now, one time years ago, I was selling a house, and the realtors, and this was back in the early 2000s, they said, and by the way, make sure you lock up, you hide your meds, because people will go and look at homes, and they go and tour the home, and they would go oh, and open medicine cabinets. I never thought about that. Like that. And we shouldn't, don't be flushing your Viagra and Prozac down the drain, either. It messes with the fish really bad. So, do these drug take-back events. Well, it's, it's important, because there are some people in our population that need that medication, mm -hmm. and then when they're no longer around, that medication sits around, and we don't want our younger people or people breaking into homes just to see what medicine is out there. So we want to collect it. This is a safe way to collect it. The DEA has been doing this. This will be the 25th take-back day that we've participated in, and Saturday the 28th at the Jefferson City Police Department. And Amelia has always behaved as the middle child, and the morning that I walked in with her holding a bottle of gummy vitamins like it was a package of popcorn and just, you know, eating... She she had a bad day. She did not feel good. But luckily, I mean, obviously, we called poison control and the doctor. And luckily, she, all she ended up with was bad tummy ache. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I especially think you mentioned our young people about our kids, how important it is to monitor those prescriptions and other drugs around your house. Uh, Lieutenant, when and where is this? It will be Saturday the 28th at 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Jefferson City Police Department. And in case you don't know, we're located at 401 Monroe Street here in Jefferson City. What you'll do if you're interested, you never have to get out of your car. We actually are going to have personnel at our south garage door. So if you turn on the alley, which is called Handley Way, H-A-N-D-L-E-Y, and you come along the police department, there'll be employees outside that will collect them and place them in the appropriate box so you don't even have to get out of your car. Okay. And when we say drug take-back event, prescription drug only? Well, it is designed All for right. prescription drugs. <laughs> making, uh, we're, we're not going to uh, ask questions. This, this okay. is not an interview right. uh, process. If you find something that you no longer want, uh, there's some restrictions. Uh, we don't mm -hmm. take syringes, uh, sharps, containers. Uh, we try not to take illicit drugs, but again, we're not going to start asking a lot of questions. If you found something that you're concerned with being at your home around your family, you no longer want it. From 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock on Saturday, we will be more than happy to take that and turn it over to the DEA. Jefferson City Police Department Lieutenant David Williams joining us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Dave, before we get the fun part of our, our little discussion this morning, I know we've heard all the stories. We, we have friends who have kids on active duty in the military right now, and they're at a heightened state of alert. Can you talk to us about anything you're hearing from either the FBI or Homeland Security about the whole situation in the Mideast and in mid-Missouri. We are very privileged to have such a good relationship with all of our federal agencies. And so 
we get a lot of information. Some of that we can't share, of course, but we, we are constantly being updated by the government as far as what should be. Being the capital city, the center of government, we, we get a lot of things that are uh, occurring here in Jeff City that we have to pay attention to. And since we are the agency that's responding to the majority of things that happen locally, uh, we are at that table in conversations right now. So nothing that has been brought to our attention that we need to specifically pay attention to. We try to be vigilant at all times, John. It's not something that we wait for a situation in the Middle East to to bring us to a better place. We we try to maintain the training and the awareness that we've often enjoyed as the Jefferson City Police Department. Talk to us about the fun stuff for the kids come Halloween. Well, not just Halloween, but also on Saturday, we're going to have our annual Haunted Precinct, and that's going to start at 5.30 at the police department. So you can bring your little ones or big ones. Uh, we do have some adults that dress in costume as well. Uh, you will be able to come to the police department, and our police cadets, along with some police wives and some police employees, will have, as best we can, a opportunity to come down the hallway at our precinct, and we do do our best to give out candy we also have a good relationship with scholastic they give us books reading materials so it's not just uh the dental work that we try to work on we try to work on the mind as well very nice uh, lieutenant david williams jefferson city police department thank you for coming in man it's good to see you. a final question so i don't and i don't know that this is a thing anymore i'm getting ready to go to idaho i get to see my grandbabies on halloween but when i was back in my day it was you, you came home and of course the parents and i guess they still go through the candy but has there ever ever in your recollection locally ever been a report of somebody trying to taint somebody's candy or putting stuff in candy that shouldn't be in there have you ever uh, had a report of that I would not say that we've never had a concern. We've, we've always encouraged people to look at the candy and all the things that have been brought in by the walk around. More importantly, we want to make sure that people are going to neighborhoods that yeah. they're familiar with or that they know the community. I'm not saying that you can't go to a strange neighborhood, but it would help to know what your kids are going to bring home if you know the area that they've gone to, if you're familiar with it. We, we would recommend that always go through everything that's been brought in the house because uh, we are in a society that you never can uh, say no. And so, although I believe we've had a good years of, in my 31 years, we've not had a lot of episodes to where we were concerned, but I don't think anyone should take anything for granted especially with their kids. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Church is suing its own denomination. This is in St. Charles Presbyterian Church suing its own denomination over who owns the St. Charles County property the church has occupied for more than 150 years. The church dates back to a group of settlers in 1819. They claim the land belongs to the church, not the denomination. I just kind of thought that it was an interesting um, story. Uh, I was, And listen, I don't go to church on a regular basis. I went once last month, first time I've been to church for a church service in a lot of years. To me, it's in my heart. It's not in a building on Sundays. Uh, but I don't understand how these things work when it comes. Well, it's the de- denomination or the church. But I did uh, want to bring up this. We were talking about the House Speaker race. One of our listeners says, man, they just need to um, we just need to get uh, these folks in Congress. We need to get them uh, lock themselves in the building and you figure it out until you get a leader. Uh, he says that's how they um, that's how they do it in the in the church. Whenever they try to pick out the next pope, they get in there and they. Mm do it. I don't know how accurate it is. 
Not trying to pass along misinformation, John. That's just... Sounds like that's what they're doing today, though. Off the text. What do you got? It's probably not a bad analogy where they see some, I don't know, puff of white smoke out the back of the Capitol or something. They, they lock the Cardinals in the Sistine Chapel until they have a Pope. That's the exact... We've got some court news coming up that we want to keep our eyes on. So I was kind of wondering this yesterday because that abortion initiative, you know, that we got the circuit court uh, decision uh, quite a couple weeks ago now. And I was thinking, when does that go to the Court of Appeals? It's headed there next week. So that case will be argued and we'll hear something about that abortion initiative here in the near term. Also uh, currently happening in Jefferson City, um, the Judicial Commission is interviewing folks for the vacancy on the Missouri Supreme Court um, created uh, by Judge Draper. Um, they are uh, there are more than 20 people who have applied. Of course, we just had a vacancy so it's a lot of the same names, but people that might be familiar to the Wake Up family. One person that I know is familiar is Dave Rowland um, who sometimes sits in for Gary Nolan. He was quoted in an article saying I have shown throughout my entire and now my computer died. Anyway, <laughs> he, he was just saying, hey, throughout my career, I've had a dedication to the Constitution and the rule of law. Other folks that um, have been on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, I know Senator Luke DeMeyer, Senator Tony Luke DeMeyer, um, out of the Kansas City area, is an attorney and is currently serving in the Missouri Senate. He was um, on the list. So they're going to narrow the list of 20 to three. The commission sends those three names to the governor, and then the governor will pick. So, um and we look at the United States Supreme Court and how impactful Trump's three picks have been. So we think, well, that's Supreme Court, Missouri, whatever. Uh, these things matter. Marsh, you got anything for leftovers, bud? Got a woman charged in Jefferson City with stealing $37,000 in public assistance benefits. The woman, Absoya Jones, received benefits from SNAP, Health Net, and Child Care Benefits. They said she didn't include her spouse as a member of a household or declare his income, and she is in some hot water. Man, I can imagine stealing taxpayer uh, money is what you're doing there. Thanks for joining us on the show this morning. I hope you come back. Um